Thank you, brother. The truth is that we all have, whether we're age five or 55, we all have a Christmas list. But if we're honest, many of us would probably admit that some of our Christmas lists are in desperate need of revision, right? See, we're on a quest here to return Christmas to its rightful owner. And what we've been doing is the last four, four weeks, we've been looking at these songs in the Bible, these songs surrounding Jesus' birth to help us do that, to help us return Christmas to the rightful owner. We're in our fourth and final week of our Christmas series we're calling The Presence of Christmas. Celebrating the presence of God among the presence of the season. You see, we live in a world that has it backwards. We love to celebrate the presence more than we celebrate God's presence. Why is that? Well, answer, because presents make us happy. The more stuff we have under the tree, the happier we will be, right? Wrong. Doesn't exactly work that way. And I can prove it that the best gifts don't come from this world. I got proof. On March of 2014, March 28th of 2014, in U.S. Airways Arena, the New York Knicks were taking on our Phoenix Suns. And before the game, there was, um, there's a local casino that sponsors this half-court shot. Actually, you can choose between a free throw for $777 or a three-pointer, which I would have chosen, for $7,777 or you can risk it all and go for the, the big dog, right? The half-court shot for $77,000. Actually, $77,777. $77,777. Say that fast. <laughs> so, that, they randomly selected a person on that day, and the person they randomly selected to shoot this shot was a man by the name of Tim Bovin. Tim, where you at? Right here. Stand up, Tim. That's Tim Bovin. <laughs> Why are you clapping? He might have airballed the thing. I mean, let's watch what happened. You up to shoot it. I'll go half court. Ooh! He's going half court. I love it. Suns fans, what do you say? He's a confident young man. He thinks he can win this one for $77,777. A little luck, a little love from Gorilla. All right, Tim, when you're ready, buddy, let's do this thing. Oh! Yeah. How cool is that? Did you, th did you know it was going in? I thought actually it was a little short. Oh, it wasn't short, buddy. It was $77,000 right on the money. Woo! And, you know, and by the way, I asked him, I said, you tithe of that? He's like, yep. 
$7,777 was his tithe, right? And he tithed. But uh, you would think you couldn't get any better than that, right? I mean, like, that's like a, a dream of a lifetime in front of thousands of fans to nail a half-court shot and win that kind of money. What a great gift. But you know what? Tim and Amy are due today to have their first child. Yeah. And, and, and the Bible says, is she here or is she home? She's going to be at the next service. Okay. Uh, well, hopefully she's going to be at the next service, unless you all have the baby, right? But you would think that it couldn't get any better than that. But the Bible says in Psalm 127 that children are a gift from the Lord. And, and, and many years from now, many years from now, you'll get ready to transition into eternity. And when you're on your deathbed, taking your last breath, what do you think he's going to think about? You think he's going to think about that shot? You think that's going to matter? You think he's going to give a rip that he hit a half-court shot in front of those people? I think he'll be thinking about this beautiful daughter he's going to have here in the next day or two, maybe three days. Maybe a great Christmas present. Yeah. That's what matters. The greatest gifts don't come from this world. We look for fulfillment in the gifts of this world, and we're continually let down, aren't we? Here's the big idea. Presence, God's presence produces fulfillment. Say it with me. God's presence produces fulfillment. And, and to ex exemplify here, or represent the presence, we're just going to have this nice little light. It's just a light. Because Jesus said in John 8, 12, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. Amen, Amen is right. If we want fulfillment, we ain't going to find it in this world. We're going to find it in the person of Jesus Christ. And a guy named Simeon, he sang a song in the Bible. He understood very well that this fulfillment could only come through the Messiah, Jesus. Joseph and Mary had uh, just left Bethlehem and went to the temple in Jerusalem where they were going to dedicate Jesus as would have been required by Mosaic law. You see, 40 days after birth, every Jewish firstborn male was required to be consecrated in the temple. And so they're in the temple and in walks this dude named Simeon. Now, we don't know much about Simeon. The Bible doesn't talk much about him. We just know that he was a righteous and a devout man. And we also know that the Holy Spirit promised him that he would get to see the Messiah before he died. And so Holy Spirit prompts Simeon to go to the temple. He walks in. His eyes get really big. There he is. He runs over to Jesus. He grabs him in his arms, and he sings this song. Listen to what he sings. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Did you catch that? He was, he was so fulfilled that he says, you can dismiss me in peace. It's like it doesn't get any better than that. The word dismiss comes from the Greek word that means to untie a ship and set sail. He was literally ready to set sail for eternity. Why? Because it didn't get any better than that. Seeing the Messiah, holding him in his arms, being in the presence of God, like that's Mount Everest, man. That's the summit. That's like drop the mic and walk off the stage and take me, take me home. He was 100% fulfilled. There was nothing else this world had. You know, I was thinking this week of all the things that, that in this world that let us down. All the things that we, we think were so important, all the things that we were looking forward to, only to be let down. Man, 
I was so excited when they made a sequel to Dumb and Dumber. And then I went and saw Dumb and Dumber 2. It was terrible. And so for some of you older folks, remember Jaws Revenge? They should have stopped with the first one. I look forward, you know, when I moved out here six years ago, and everyone was talking about Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Got to go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse. So finally, we went to Ruth Chris Steakhouse. And, and, and it was good. But then they brought me the bill. <laughs> I was like, yo, I think you messed up. You added like a zero or two, because I can go to Texas Roadhouse for like six or seven times on this. I was let down. Or that dream vacation, right? Like that vacation that was going to be so awesome. Turns out it, it wasn't so awesome. Or how about chocolate chip cookie dough? Not cooked cookies. I'm talking about the raw stuff, you know, the stuff, the stuff you're not supposed to eat. I look at that more as a suggestion, okay? Eat at your own risk. Then you eat it, you're like, this is awesome, I feel so fulfilled. And then, you know, this, you crash and you're like, oh God, what have I done? But man, Simeon, he was like, there's nothing more this world has. I'm so fulfilled. You know why? You know, you know the difference between us, many of us, and Simeon is? Is that for Simeon, Jesus was enough. Jesus was enough. Yeah, amen is right. I know, I know you want a warm and fuzzy message on Christmas, but I'm going to preach the word of God. For many of us, Jesus isn't enough. For Simeon, Jesus was enough. And don't get me wrong, Simeon had his Christmas list, right? He had other things that he, that he wanted on the list, like, you know, a new camel or maybe some new Birkenstocks to walk through the dusty streets of Jerusalem, right? But the difference was at the top of his list was Jesus. He got his wish to be in the presence of the Most High God. I think for most of us, if we're honest, we would be incredibly disappointed if we walked out on Christmas morning and all that was underneath the tree was Jesus. There he is in a robe, eating the cookies, drinking the milk. <laughs> would we even recognize him? Many of us would probably be like, whoa, Santa, you lost some weight. Uh, and by the way, what did you do with the presence? To which Jesus would respond, oh no, I I'm Jesus. Presence is right here. Would we, be full, would we be full of joy or would we be sadly disappointed? Joy. Joy. I hope so. I hope so. Because this world does a number on us. You know what I mean? Bam. And we get so wrapped up in, in, in presence and, and, and all the other stuff that Christmas, and, and all the other stuff's fine so long as Jesus is at the top of our Christmas list. And the cool thing is, uh, about getting to the point where Jesus really is enough, here's, here's, here's the cool point, is that the world loses its grip. That the power that the world has, you know, the things that, that we think are so important, like, you know, oh, I'm gonna, I, I burnt Christmas dinner. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the, if the package from Amazon arrives a day after Christmas. Right? It doesn't matter if, if that cousin comes in from out of state and spikes the eggnog and drinks too much and, and does something really stupid or says something really stupid. It doesn't matter. Why? Because Jesus is enough. Because Jesus is at the top of your list. And the things of the world grow strangely dim in the glory 
of his light. Amen. He's the light of the world, and he has to be enough. I got a little something I want to show you over here. Speaking of presents, this is not a kind of present you're going to want to take home. Anybody know what that is? What is it? Strut? Oh, no, it looks kind of like a strut. Now, this is more my strut. No, it's not a strut, but a good guess. Anybody else? If this is a intake, no, but thanks for trying. We'll give you a partying gift on the way out. No, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a motor mount for 2006 Honda Odyssey, <laughs> a.k.a. my wife's car. So this last week, I was driving to Mexico uh, to get my son's braces tightened, because that's what high roller pastors do. We, we go to Mexico, because it's cheaper. <laughs> so on the way there, my wife's van, is just me and Gavin, and, and it begins to shake uncontrollably. So here's the deal. If you have a Honda, they, they have what's called eco mode, right? If you let, let off the gas to conserve fuel, it will shut down one, two, or as many as three cylinders to conserve fuel when you're letting off the gas. It, well, and when you have a bad motor mount, you really feel it because when in eco mode, it kind of unbalances the engine. And so it really begins to vibrate. And so the whole way, it was miserable, you know? Gavin's in the back listening to headphones, right? Working on Christmas music. Actually, he was. But, uh, but there I am. It's just shaking uncontrollably. It was, it, the whole trip was miserable. So every time I'm trying to push the gas to try to solve the problem, right? Because that takes the shaking down. You know, a lot of us, if we're honest, we feel like this Christmas, we kind of feel like we're shaking uncontrollably. We feel like there's a lot going on in our life, a lot of drama, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of loss. And we, we feel like our world is just shaking uncontrollably. I had a friend tell me this week, he called me, he said, man, I got the tree up, but we didn't even decorate it. It's just been a terrible, terrible year. Because I just, I just wish Christmas was over. And so what do we do to fix this uncontrollably shaking? We do exactly what I did. We step on the gas, Right? We, we eat more. We drink more. We work harder. We play harder. We stay busy. We buy more stuff. We numb the pain by stepping on the gas, never fixing the real problem. Friends, the only way you can fix the shaking is through Jesus Christ. Amen. He can fix the shaking. And let me be very clear. Here's where people... Get it wrong. Sometimes he calms the storm. Sometimes the, shake, the shaking ceases. But most often it doesn't stop. Rather, he becomes the calm in the midst of the storm. He becomes the peace that makes the shaking grow strangely dim. It's still there. There's still drama. We still have crazy family members, right? Sometimes we're the crazy family members, people. Newsflash, right? But he comes and, and his presence, it ceases the shaking because there he is right in the midst of the storm. There is peace. There is love. There is goodness. There is kindness. There is joy. Not in the absence of the storm, but right smack dab in the middle. There he is. He said this in Matthew 11. He said, come to me, not to the world. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I, not the world, 
will give you rest. You see, we're born with a, with a God-shaped hole in our heart. And what we do is we try to fill it. Many of us try to fill it with stuff. Some of us, we try to fill it with people. Watch this. You complete me. Hmm. You complete me. Bologna. <laughs> Sorry, but let's, you know, we have kids in here, so let's teach them at an early age that if you're looking to be completed by a human being, you will be let down every time. Now, don't get me wrong. My wife's incredible, and God has used that woman to teach me more than any human being in this life. But she does not complete me, and I do not complete her. I can only find my completion in the Messiah, <laughs> in Jesus. <laughs> and listen, church people get really funny because they oftentimes, they look to the, to the church pastor as if I can somehow complete you. I can't complete you, so don't ever make that mistake. We're a new church, and we're getting, that, we're getting that from the very beginning. Don't ever put that pressure on me. I will seek God, and I will do my best knowing that I'm gonna make plenty of mistakes. I already have. But don't look to me. Don't look to a church pastor, because you'll be let down each and every time. I can't complete. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. I would let you down. Sorry. Sorry to ruin that image. I am this guy. Thank you. I'm Cousin Eddie. And so are you. You think that Cousin Eddie shows up at the party and you're like, oh, can you believe? That's what they're saying about you. Okay. They're saying that about us. And the truth is, there's a little bit of truth to it. We're all a little bit jacked up, aren't we? We're all a little bit messy. Can we just be honest about that? Let's just be real. Let's be, let's be real, man. God loves a heart that's contrite, a heart that's humble, a heart that, that admits that, man, I need the light of the world because sometimes I'm dark. Sometimes I, I, I can't find my way. And if I don't have the light, I'm in trouble. Listen to what David said in Psalm 84. He said, better is one day in your courts. The courts in the Old Testament would represent the presence of God. So better is one day in your presence than a thousand elsewhere. Man, church, when we get to that place as the family of God, where we can say better is one day with Jesus than a thousand days at Disneyland. And mean it? Oh, come on. Better is one day with Jesus then a thousand NASCAR races watching Chase Elliott beat up on the field. Don't mute my mic. <laughs> Better's one day with Jesus than at Torrey Pines playing 18 holes with Tiger Woods. I'd be shanking it off into the ocean anyways. Better's one day with Jesus than the Bahamas with your family. Even with your family. Jesus is better. We get to that place 
will understand exactly why Simeon said, take me home. Ain't nothing left in this world for me. I saw the Messiah. I was in the presence of the Most High God, and I'm ready to go. This week, uh, my daughter, she was in the Nutcracker Ballet, and uh, the final scene, many of you have seen this, the final scene, there is Clara, center stage, as the as the spotlight was on her and the curtains were closing, she raises up this one-of-a-kind toy called the Nutcracker, and joy fills her heart and emanates from her eyes, right? And the, 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 the audience just erupts into applause as the curtain closes. Well, what Claire forgot to tell you is that two days later, she was tired of playing with the Nutcracker. And it ended up that year in the family garage sale. Because that's what happens to the stuff of this world. That's the best the world has. A nutcracker. Look, as the curtain closes on our life, and newsflash, it will close on our life. If the Lord tarries, we will breathe our last breath, and we will be ushered into the presence of God. That will happen. That is a fact. And we would be wise to remember that because remembering that and thinking about that changes the way we live now. But as the curtain closes on our life, I pray that God doesn't see us holding up a toy, a house, a car, a career, stuff that's going to burn, stuff that doesn't matter. Like Simeon, I pray he sees us holding up Jesus moving Jesus to the top of our Christmas list, knowing that if he takes everything else, if everything else is to be taken away, and all we have is Jesus Christ, that that would be enough. God's presence produces fulfillment. Would you close your eyes just for a moment? Maybe tonight you're like, man, my life is shaking. There is some dissonance in my heart and in my marriage. And I'm just struggling. Let me be clear, man. The light of the world, the whole mission, the whole Christmas story was that he came not to just be born in a manger and us sing songs about him being born, but he would come and he would redeem us. He would save us. He would provide salvation. Maybe there's someone here or some people here today that just haven't made Jesus your Savior. I just want to give you an opportunity before we sing this last song. He came for you. He came and died so that you could be free, so that you could live eternally with Him forever, along with all the people who have already made this decision. If you haven't made this decision, you can do this right now. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. No one's going to know. Every head bowed, every eye closed, just me looking because I want to know who I'm going to help lead in prayer. But with every head bowed, every eye closed, if, if you just want to know Jesus, if you want to make him Lord, if you want to know that when you die, that God is going to take you home to be in his presence forever. If you want to make that decision with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just slip, slip your hand up right now? Just slip it up. Slip it up. If that's you. Amen. 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 Anybody else? Anybody else? 
Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Anybody else? Young lady? Amen. Those of you that are raising your hand, hands, just uh, repeat this prayer. Remember, you're not, you're not saying this to me. You're saying this to Jesus. I can't save you. I'm not the light of the world. He is. So you're simply saying to Jesus something like this. Lord, forgive me for my mistakes. Help me be the man you've called me to be or the woman you've called me to be, the child you've called me to be. Use me to do something great as I make you, Jesus, my Lord. I accept the gift of salvation. I accept the gift of your presence today. Thank you, O light of the world, my Savior, my rock, and my Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we welcome those people to the family of God? Come on. Come on. They are celebrating in heaven. Uh-huh. Amen. This guy, big brother. Love you, man. Amen. Y'all know this man played, played for the Chicago Bulls? Ronnie played for the Chicago Bulls before Jordan. It's a true story. He was playing for the Bulls. So if you want to, huh? And his, yep, you know him? Yeah, yeah, he was playing. He was the real deal. But you know what's more impressive than that? His love for Jesus. Yeah. Praise God. Well, listen, we are going to celebrate. But before we do, with this last song, remember, next week we're back to uh, 4.30 on Saturdays, 4.30, for our regularly scheduled service. It's not like a broadcaster. It's awesome. 4.30. And listen, if you want prayer, our pastoral partners will be here after the service. You come on down. If you want a prayer, just someone to talk to, just someone to, to share some stuff with, they will be here. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a great time next week as we have a, a, a message, but also get ready to get kicked in for the following week to our new series we're really excited about for the new year.